0: an important conversation, it's an important topic to talk about. And it's the topic of, of trauma, but not just trauma, but also just like emotional awareness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, going back and looking at your uh, at your life, at the, the way that you've come to the conclusions that you've come to, the way that you operate as a human being. Yeah. Um, and really the starting place is, is that all of you in the sound, hearing my voice right now have experienced trauma of some sort. Hey guys, welcome back to the Community and Purpose podcast. I hope it is a beautiful Thursday wherever you are at, and I hope that you are doing incredibly well. As always, uh, it is Austin and Callie here.
1: Hey. And
0: we are, uh, yeah, jumping into another episode and um, hoping that uh, hoping things are going well with you. Each and every time we get together, we always want to be talking about um, community and purpose. And really, the reason for that title is that we believe that it is, uh, it's an all-encompassing phrase. That community and purpose is really the, um, it is all aspects of, of life. And uh, when you can find that sweet spot between uh, community and purpose, where you're doing things that matter with people that matter, mm-hmm. um, it's where the good life is truly found. And so I um, really hope that you are taking step to think that this last week, um, it's been just really apparent to me as we have talked through conversations that I've had, um, message series that we've had as a church, things that we've done in our nonprofit And the idea of if we don't actually apply the things that we hear, Hmm. we don't actually get better. Like there is there seems to be a consumption mentality in our world of just saying that we want to know more and learn more. And yet I think that so oftentimes myself included, I think us included, is that we it's so much easier to just learn and to hear and to understand. And it's so much more difficult to apply. Yeah. It's so much more difficult to do the things. And the conversation started in a place of saying, like, do do people at churches actually do the things that come when when the pastor says just want to challenge you this week to X, Y, Z, you know, and like, are people actually like doing X, Y, Z? Are we actually internalizing? Are we actually doing an examination process? Are we actually doing any of those things? And so our hope is, is that you're not just tuning in because you like the title or like you just stumbled across it, but actually that it's something that's more than just thought provoking, yeah. um, and continuing to say that we are not experts, we're simply people who are trying to do our very best to continue on um, on the journey, and so hoping that the things that we've learned are um, creating opportunities for you to be able to learn as well and apply it to your life, and so one of the things that Callie and I have both been doing independently or learning about independently in sort of random, yeah. random ways. I mean, you are, you're doing some continuing education for school and I'm a part of a beta test for, um, a new like leadership collective. And cool. turns out both of us are kind of learning about similar things. And, uh, the conversation today is not one that's really widely talked about. It's not something that's yeah. really fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I think it is, uh, it's an important conversation. It's an important topic to talk about. And it's the topic of, of trauma, but not just trauma, but also just like emotional awareness, mm. um, going back and looking at your, uh, at your life, at the the way that you've come to the conclusions that you've come to, the way that you operate as a human being. Yeah. Um, and really, the starting place is, is that All of you in the sound hearing my voice right now have experienced trauma of some sort. Yes. Whether it has been how the world would categorize it as catastrophic or really detrimental Mm -hmm. or not, um, trauma can be something as simple as um, the, the way that people responded in your family of origin when things didn't go their way. Were you raised in an angry household? Were you raised in a loud household? Were you, you know, how did you put together the way that you see the world, the way that you interact? And Mm so, um, yeah, you've been doing a little bit more formal training in this area, like as far as it concerns, interacting with students and seeing warning signs. And so like, when you think about this topic of being aware, um, watching kind of where you've come from, where it drives you to, what have you, what have you been learning?
2: Yeah, I think it's been really eye opening. Um, especially like when thinking about dealing with like students and the, the people that I work with. Um, we just recently had a professional development day and we kind of went over the quarter of the class that we've taken so far. And it was interesting to sit and listen to people who have been in education for many, many years, many, you know, like 20 plus years. Some who have been in the in the actual seat-based classroom and now are in the online version of school like I, like I am. Um, and they just hearing how they, like knowing what they know now about trauma, like what we've been learning, the kids that they out, like that were in their seat-based classrooms who maybe acted out or, you know, the things that are kind of like warning signs for like that something might be going on, you know, like it's, it often looks like a disobedient kid, Hmm. but like how, do we just punish? Like back then it was like, you know, when we were kids, you were disobedient. You got, you sent down to the principal's office. It wasn't like, is everything okay at home? You know? And like, those are the questions now that we're starting to like be able to pull apart and say like, Oh, well that might just be part of the way that they are pulling their lives together, you know, to be able to function in a classroom.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's so cool to think through like that. Sometimes we, we like to think that that stuff is just like an anomaly. Like, that stuff is just happening by accident. Like, and I think that, it, like, it was always behavior. Yeah. Like, it was always correct the behavior, which is good. Like, behavior needs to be corrected. Like, there's no excuse. Like, like in my mind, like, it's like, yes, something's going on, and we need to figure out what's going on. But also, like, figuring out what's going on does not give an excuse to yes. poor behavior. And, like, yeah. And, you know having problems go on yeah. and like I- impacting other people around you. Yes. Like knowing where that's coming from is such an important thing because knowing that is so important because we say like there's a reason that everything is happening. Like yeah. nothing is just like accidentally happening. Yeah. Like it is a response to something that is connecting that makes sense to each and every one of us. We all respond because we believe that this is a proper response or this is just the way that we've been taught or this is what we've seen modeled for us so i think that's something's cool
2: it's just like one piece of a puzzle that makes up a whole human you know and so sometimes those pieces are saying like hey i need someone to like look at me and like i i'm trying to get attention even if it's in the wrong way because it's the only way i know how um but then just taking it and trying to figure out okay well what instead of just correcting the behavior, which I agree needs to happen, but then yeah. also trying to figure out, yeah, like, what can we do as people, as schools, as whatever, to help these kids who are struggling?
0: Yeah. What are they What are they saying specifically? Like, what, are there specific warning signs? I mean, I think for listeners saying, okay, like, I'm, I'm not a teacher. Yeah. But, like, maybe in the atmosphere of your nieces and nephews, your own children, yeah. you know, the other kids that you interact with on the playground, like kids in, at your church, kids, in, you know, wherever sure. you interact with them, are they saying that there are like specific things to watch for or like specific warning signs to say like, this is definitely pointing towards
2: yeah trauma? Well, there's a lot of different categories, I guess you could say. So like There's like neglect and like you all know, like I think maybe we don't all know, but most people know what like the sign of like a neglected kid is, you know, like maybe somebody who is hungry all the time or somebody who, you know, like maybe falls asleep during class or something like that because they're not getting parented correctly at home, you know, or um, a big one that's come up recently has been like um, illnesses or like the pandemic. Like that's been a source of trauma for a lot of people. (laughs) Um, but I think the, the warning signs like honestly like look different for every like age age group, but then also um for the kind of trauma that they've experienced, you know. But a lot of times it's it's just kids who maybe act differently than the norm, you know? Like you you might be able to see a kid who is um I don't know how like who is just as more Disobedient, more naughty, more things like that. Like sometimes that's a major warning sign. And then just being able to form a relationship and figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that's interesting in conversations with multiple generations around this kind of topic and conversation is I mean, we're just dealing with a different world. Yeah. You know, and like the world that kids are being raised in today is just different, not better or worse, I would say. Like I think we like to say, every generation likes to think that their generation is the worst. For whatever reason,
2: you know, <laughs> Why like is that the badge of honor that we, I don't know,
0: carry. but it's like, it just seems like every generation and maybe we are, maybe we're getting worse and worse and worse. But like, as things progress, it seems like there's just more and more of a, of a conversation saying that like, this is the most traumatized generation. This is the worst generation that's out there. Yeah. And in conversations with other people, there's like this fear of saying that by engaging in the conversation, yeah. when you're talking about you know, dealing with trauma or dealing with like a disobedient child, that there's like a fear of enabling.
1: Sure.
0: Like there's a there's a fear of, okay, well, this kid is disobeying and like their home life isn't great or they need something, but also like they're super disruptive. Like where is the line is really the question.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um I I think that obviously like you have to deal with like the behavior with inside the classroom or whatever. Like you have to be able to teach them the correct way to manage their behaviors. And sometimes they've not been taught that, you know, like they don't know the correct way to handle their frustration, anger, X, Y, Z. Um, But then also um, I think it's just taking it apart piece by piece and figuring out like, is, is this a greater sign of something else? And sometimes it could not be, sometimes it could not be, it could just be like they're a frustrated kid and they don't have the accurate words to depict what's why they're frustrated or the things in the classroom that feel hard for them or whatever. Yeah. But it also could be that maybe they, you know, had a really rough weekend at home They're, You know, they spent all weekend at home and maybe home isn't the best place. And so they come back to school on Monday and schools are safe place. And so they feel like that's where, you know, they can be unruly and yeah. they don't feel like that at home, you know.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's also something that's interesting talking through, like this, this response and the way that life is going is, with generations past not knowing or having these tools to deal with yeah. this, like there are a lot of us, as adults, who are walking around with, undealt with, trauma. Yeah, like and our, I think
2: what when I would what I was gonna say before is like when you were talking about you know, our generation is the worst or whatever. I think the only pushback that I would say is that the generations before us all have the same experiences. Yeah. They just don't talk like they just haven't learned to talk about it yeah. and learn to like deal with the, the hard things.
0: Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a part of the norm.
2: Yeah. It was the like norm. Just suck it up and get over it kind yep. of mentality.
0: Yeah. And so I think that there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of things that are going around and like, I can just hear I could just hear that generation saying, like, well, this generation is soft. You know, like, I just, I I know that, like, I hear that, like, emotional breaks and, like, standing breaks. Like, that's pretty unnatural for me, too. Hmm. Like, our kids are really active. Like, um, our two youngest kids are, like, they are very fidgety. They move a lot and, like, they need some activity. And so, like, there's something in education now that is, like, a fidget break or what do they call them?
2: Uh, yeah, it's a like,
0: wiggle break or something. Yeah, it's a movement know. break. Yeah, like yeah. they can go and like just like stand and like take a break and they have like a wobble chair in the back or like bean bags mm-hmm. or they like. They
2: can go, they can go in the hallway and do, you know, like push-ups and sit-ups and like yeah. exercises. And
0: so like that's just unnatural for me. Uh-huh. And, and I think that the generation prior to us is also in that same boat of feeling like, well, it's just like, yeah, life's hard like deal with it you just
2: have to learn to sit down and shut up just like everybody else yeah Yeah.
0: which is is like there's part of that I do think that there's part of like just learning how to be a human on the planet and deal like dealing with the things that come your way like there's a certain amount of life that's figuring out how to deal with adversity yes you know but also like understanding that there can be both like you can be a person with a lot of grit and push through a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. but also like dealing with it so it doesn't have to just continue to be what's, what's defining you going forward. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that the conversation we on trauma is a hard one. Like this, this collective that I'm a part of, mm. like we're, we're just like starting off, it's talking about clearing the minefield. Mm. And so like just going through and like looking at like, why do you act the way that you act? Like not, not wrong, but like right or wrong. Like when certain things happen, you respond in a certain way.
2: Mm.
0: Why is that? And are you happy with that?
2: Yeah what have you found out from that? Like what, what have you, where does that come from?
0: Yeah. I mean, it it talks about like basically your entire web of interactions so that it's, it's talking a lot about, it's way more nurture than nature that your environment has way more to do with how you respond to things. And it has a lot to do with safety and security. So like the things that you do that, that lead you towards safety and security as a child, are the things that you will continue to prioritize and push into hmm. as an adult and so making sure that that is the case. And so like we were talking we've been talking about like what emotions do you feel like you most naturally run to? Like what emotions naturally like show up in your world? Hmm. And so like I answer those questions and like these these emotions show up and these emotions and then they asked but like what emotions do you think that your kids would say most usually react or show up in your life? Hmm. And, like, I was like, holy cow, like, like, I don't know that. But, like, thinking through, like, thinking through the last week of my life, like, trying to figure out, like, gosh, what would my kids say
1: hmm.
0: or what would you say about me as, like, the natural, like, response reaction. And so I'm in this collective, and there's a there's a bunch of guys in there. And almost every guy said that, like, I think I spend most of my time trying to figure out how to deal with my anger. Hmm. Like how to deal with the feelings that I have that make me angry Um, and talking through like there's just been like there's trauma because anger is not like a natural like forefront emotion it is a secondary emotion that comes from other emotions Mm -hmm. so people aren't just angry people are frustrated which comes out as anger people are hurt which comes out as anger You know, people are misunderstood, which comes out as anger. And so the emotion that naturally comes out on the outside is expressing the inside feeling of hurt or insecurity or frustration or whatever that feeling might be. And, And I like as I'm listening to that and even like listening to you talk through like what's going on in your training. It's just like there's so many adults that are walking around and they look angry. And they're just like hurt. Yeah, Like, they're just hurt people mm-hmm. who are frustrated. And I, I just think, like, that that's humanity. Yeah. You know, like, we're all trying to figure out how to process this and walk through it. And, like, anger isn't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, being yeah. angry and being frustrated and being all those things isn't the issue. But it's, how are you going to do that? And how are you not going to allow it to adversely affect everyone around you?
2: Yeah. So what... I guess, like, what are your steps to, like, take that and change?
0: I mean, we're not to the change phase um, specifically in the group, okay. but it's, it's like clearing the minefield is the phase that we're in right now is trying to look at it and say, like, this is what I want to be true and this is what I don't want to be true. Yeah. Um, the first step in going towards it is to ask the people around you, what is it like to be on the other side of conversation with me? What's it like to live life with me? What's it like to be in a group with me? What's it like to any X, Y, Z thing with me and ask them, what emotions do I show most naturally? Like, if you could describe me with three emotions, what would you, how would you describe me? Hmm. And so like, that's terrifying, (laughs) you know, like, like that's a, that's a hard conversation to have and a hard thing to, um, ask people, like What's that like? Like, you're just going to hear some things that you probably don't want to hear. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that, that's kind of where we're at in the process. But I think that as we have walked through it, even just, like, starting this training process, I think that having
1: mm.
0: having this idea of knowing that, like, so many of us, if not all of us, are walking around with things that are, like, not what's best for our future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's true. I think that's something that's been really eye-opening to me is that, everyone has trauma that they've dealt with and I guess not even dealt with everyone has trauma that they've lived through and whether you know it just because it's not crazy like you were saying it's not catastrophic trauma doesn't mean that your brain or your body characterizes that any different you know like trauma is trauma and then if you haven't like taken that and like dealt with it and like figured out how it affected you and how it will affect you moving forward like those are things that will like change the way that you respond and react and deal with the world around you yeah and so the the reality is is that there's just a whole world full of people who potentially haven't dealt with these things and it and it affects their families it affects their kids their grandkids like it's a generational thing you know so figuring those things out um and i think just how to deal with those things And, like, I think those, like, the steps that you're taking right now sound like a really positive thing, like, how to deal with it and figure out the changes you want to make to basically make generational change in your families.
0: Yeah, it's a, I mean, we just, like, we're not as independent as we like to think we are. Mm. Like, we are are creatures of habit, and we are creatures of absorption. Like, Mm. we take in the things that are around us. Yeah. I mean I hear a lot and I say a lot that you're the average of the five closest relationships that you have at any given time. you're being most like profoundly impacted by your five closest relationships and I think that it's it's so true in this area your five closest relationships as a child, whether it be a grandparent, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a neighbor, a teacher, whatever it was that you like really were drawn to like we have taken those things in and it has affected the way that we continue to interact with the world. And so I heard I heard a couple of weeks ago people talking about just like the like the amount of trauma that we are experiencing and seeing Hmm. around us is unprecedented. Hmm. And the example that they gave was the the worldwide media. Is that anxiety went on an absolute like upward trajectory when worldwide media started happening. When now all of a sudden it wasn't, you know, if you lived in a community you knew every person in that town. If something happened in your town or in your neighborhood or in your community, right. like you understood and heard that trauma. What the worldwide media has done mm-hmm. is now, you know about all of the trauma that's happening around the world. And so they're not telling all the stories of everything. That's great. And so you turn on the news and you hear about every bombing. You hear about every murder. You hear about every person that's dying. You hear about every disease, every pandemic. You hear about every, everything Yeah. that is, people are dying. Yep. Like, I can remember talking to somebody a couple of years ago and they were thinking about going to Chicago and they were like, I don't think I can go to Chicago because like everybody gets murdered there. Like the right. amount of murder that's happening in Chicago is just unbelievable.
1: Right.
0: And like I was like I was like, is that really like true? And she's like, Yeah. Like it's constant. Like it's all over the news. And so like I can remember like looking and figuring out like what the population of the Chicago area was. And, like, how many people were being murdered. And, like, it is such a small percentage. And yet you can get to a place where you think that, like, literally everyone's walking around with guns. And, like, the only people that are surviving are the ones that are lucky enough to dodge the bullets. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's it's a worldwide media, like, that is, so pushing, like, is pushing that. And so we're seeing hmm. all of the trauma that's happening to humanity. And our bodies are not wired to see it and process it. And it makes us feel like nowhere is safe, nothing is safe, everyone is dying, everyone, like, all of it, and it's just, like, we're just walking around, like, very traumatized people, subconsciously, I would argue, like, it's not something that we are, like, consciously aware of, it's just something we're experiencing.
2: It's so true, I think, and, like, because, like, whether or not people like to admit it, you know, like, you see a car crash, you slow down, because you want to see what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. like... I feel like everyone does that. Everyone wants to be like, oh, my gosh, are they okay? The gawker like, slowdown. Yeah. Is, is, is somebody in the ambulance? You know, like, what's going on? And, like, that's times a million. Yeah. That, because then it's like, oh, your, your friend from high school, their, you know, their kid died of cancer. And so then you watch that whole process, you know, develop on Facebook. And it's tragic and super sad. But, like, if you, if you didn't have that, would you know? Like, I don't know, you know? Like, if you're not super good friends, like, you're just involved in this, like, level of, like, daily trauma from, like, people that you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. Right. Like, on that same level. Like, you wouldn't know the, like, whole steps and all the things, like, or the earthquakes in different countries and the, you know, just, it, you have to be, I, I know this about myself, too, is, like, I have anxiety. And so, like, I have to be super careful about what I put into my brain because otherwise it causes me to not sleep
0: yeah yeah I think it's a perfect example I mean I think we're all prone to to that we want to be informed we want to be people who are knowledgeable yes and so we go to sources that can give us information and I think that a lot of it is pushing us to feeling like the world around us is uninhabitable
1: Mm.
0: that we like I mean I think it is the thing that is pushing us towards like just feeling like everyone is an enemy. Mm-hmm. I think one of the really the things that I prayed against um and about a lot during the pandemic was the really really hard thing about it was what the pandemic did is it turned every person into a threat. Mm-hmm. Like every, every human being that you encountered became a threat to your life and to the livelihood of your family. It
2: felt safer to just stay home alone. It
0: felt, felt safer to isolate. It felt safer to, I mean, it just, every human being became a walking time bomb. Like what if this person didn't do what they were supposed to do? And now every human being became a threat. Mm. And, and I think that there's, there is, I believe that there is trauma that is still unfolding and unpacking today. From the pandemic, not just with kids in school,
2: oh for sure, yeah,
0: but trying to interact with other people
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean we're we're trying to launch community groups at our church, and like some people just aren't ready to go into other people's homes yet,
1: mm.
0: and like you want to talk about like unpacking trauma, like walk yourself back through that, you know like, are we actually like asking ourselves those questions, are we actually like unpacking it? are we really like evaluating it and figuring out like yeah? is this truly a threat? Like, is this truly something that I need to be worried about? I need to be anxious about? And maybe it is. I mean, there are people out there that are immune compromised and like any, I mean, the flu, the cold, like COVID, whatever it may be, like any sort of respiratory issue, like those things are like genuinely a threat to your life. And so like, but I think that everyone has experienced a trauma that feels like there's a second guess You know, like there's just this extra thought and filter of like, okay, is this something that I'm going to engage in?
2: Yeah, that fear can take over. Like fear is healthy. If it's kept in check, it can keep you alive, you know, in different situations. But also if it's not kept in check, like it will keep you from living a very full and like meaningful life, you know? Not even like
0: completely full, like just leaving any semblance of a life. Yeah like it can drive you completely into an isolated linear no ups no downs
1: yeah
0: i mean it's by eliminating by eliminating any fear or threats you're also eliminating any opportunity for joy and success
1: hmm.
0: like there is just there's so much that we're missing out on because of of the fear and anxiety and what we're dealing with and the trauma that we're walking around with and um so yeah, like that's, that's just something that you and I are walking through yep. and like we have, we've gone to therapy before and like talked through things that are hard, things that have been a struggle in our family and things that have happened to our family and process through them. And, and I just know for us, it's just been so rewarding to be able to talk through it and process through it and think through it. Um, and what the last thing that I want to say is the way that we process through the traumas that we experience decides how our future looks. Hmm. And over and over again, all the statistics are saying that there is the way that we response, respond to things, the, the quickness with which we talk about things and yeah. engage with things
1: yeah.
0: is just it decides how much it adversely affects our future. and so I, I just would encourage us to talk through it. Yeah. You, were, you were telling me a story about um, like kids and dealing with trauma and how you can make it a positive experience and how it doesn't have to define the rest of their life. Sure. What? Uh...
2: Yeah, it's so it's called the trauma schema is what it's called. But it's, it's in the training that I was a part of, we, some of it is, you know, reading articles, and some of this watching videos. And one of them wasn't was a video um, about a kid who had a lot of like medical problems as a kid. Um, or sorry, an adult who had a lot of problems, medical problems as a kid. And they um, were talking about how they would go to lots and lots of doctor's appointments. But the fact that they always went for ice cream after like now looking back on it, it doesn't feel traumatic to them because they have that positive like thing at the end. And so like that's just a small example of the fact that if you deal with your trauma, like it can it doesn't have to negatively affect your life for the rest of your life. But if you um, if you just leave it sitting in the weeds, you know, like that's where it starts to like there's underlying things that come out in your everyday life.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be a negative experience yeah. to process through it and to think through it, and to
2: the things that they look back on can be positive. You know, like how it was handled, how it was dealt with. Those are the things that they remember instead of the actual trauma.
0: Yeah, I think I think just being reminded that that life is is really a lot of cause and effect. It's really a lot of how we respond um, to adversity. We're not gonna. Li- we don't. We're not promised a life free of adversity. Of adversity. Yeah. We're not, we're not promised any sort of like security or anything in this life. Um, and to be able to know that like when we, when we face adversity, that we have a choice that we don't have to be defined by the past. Um, but it's a part of our, of our past. It's a part of our life. And to be able to process through it in a healthy way, um, can, it can pay dividends. It can, it can change the trajectory of our future. And if we want to have a better future, we have to give up on the hope of having a better past. Mm-mm. And, like, that, that's just, like, yeah. to to try and fix your past and think that your past is going to be different is is an effort in futility. Like, you cannot change the past. Um, I'm just, I'm reminded of, like, the Lion King where Rafiki tells him all the past can hurt, but it uh, doesn't matter. It's in the past. You know, like, yeah. he, like, swats Simba with the stick and whatever. Oh, that hurts. It like, doesn't matter. It's in the past. Like, you still have to deal with it. You still have to, like, it's still a reality, but you can't change it. Yeah. And so... To have a better future, you have to give up on the hope of having a better past, um, but it also doesn't have to define you, um, that you can you can move forward. And so whatever that looks like for you, uh, I want to say like culture might tell you that going to therapy, going to counseling, it means that you're weak. I'd argue it means you're strong. It means you're willing to go and do the thing that you need to do. Um, we, we would never think like, oh, gosh, yeah, I broke my arm. You're so weak for going to the doctor <laughs> and putting a cast on your arm. Right. Like, oh, I've got cancer. Oh, how weak of you to go and have chemotherapy. Right. And yet, for whatever reason, when we talk about like, mental health and trauma, it's like something broke. Yes. Man, if, you, if you're going to go to the doctor and try and fix that mental break that you had... Oh, you're so weak. I
2: know. It seems so crazy. It's just
0: crazy when you phrase it like yes. that. And yet, like, culture just so easily just wants to communicate that, like, if you don't have your mental space in perfect order, going and getting help to get it back in perfect order is is just unacceptable. Like, it's yeah. just a crazy thought to have. Right. And so I just, I think the, question, the like, the challenge that I would have is just to say, like like, look back at your family of origin. Look back at your, like, growing up. Like when you look at the way that you interact at work, interact with your friends, interact with your kids, interact with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, whoever it is, like in the moments where things are not going well, yeah. when you're in a fight or you're in a disagreement, the way that you respond, do you like the way that you respond? Mm-hmm. And then to look back and say, What where did this come from? Where did I see this like modeled for me?
1: Yeah.
0: And then if you feel like, man, I think I need to go and talk to somebody that can, is a professional that has seen this and process through it. Like, I just think it's, I, I just have like so much respect for people that are willing to like talk it through instead of just like grit yeah. their teeth and go through it.
2: Yeah, I think, and then I think even another layer would be like encouraging like your kids to do the same thing and like be able to come to you with the things that, you know, they feel like haven't gone right. You know, like their experiences with us might be negative. And they will have negative experiences with us, but not to, like, to not let that be a thing that holds them back. Like, let them talk to you about it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's also in your own process. Like, as you do it, as you go and you talk about going to therapy and you talk about the experience that you have, what it does is it liberates other people from the fear and the bondage of not being able to get help themselves. Hmm. And so, like, being willing to share that and tell other people, like, that, hey, this is what's going on, and to ask them, like, you know, like, encouraging them to do it, um, yeah. it's also just such a, a cool way to be able to, like, have a ripple effect with other people, and there's a residual impact on people around us. Yeah. When when we get healthy, yeah. everyone around us gets healthier, too, yeah. you know, and so, like, just knowing that you can be a change agent in your family, um, in your friends' group, in your workplace, um, is just a, is a really, really cool thing. So, this is just kind of a small yeah. nugget on what it looks like to, yeah. you know, deal with trauma and where it's at. And just to be reminded that it's a part of the world around us and like, we can, we can deal with it and we can process through it and we cannot allow it to, um, decide our future. So, um, this is like not even close to the tip of the iceberg on this conversation topic, yeah. but right. we always want to be able to, to share little nuggets and little things and encourage you to go and, and find out what, what can go deeper. And, um, if you do want more information, I can share with you the collective that I'm a part of. And, uh, I know that there are, there are more and more cohorts that are starting. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you're interested in doing. So feel free to reach out to us on social media um, at any time. And uh, I think our, uh, our social media handles are in the show notes every week. And you can always email us. But um, yeah, just grateful that you'd spend a, few, a little bit of time with us. But this is, uh, again, a part of our world. This is a part of being involved in community. This is a part of being involved in life on the planet. Right. And uh, our, our response to trauma is impacting the people that we're in contact with and impacting our community and impacting our, our opportunity uh, for a greater purpose. And so um, hope that it's been helpful for you. And uh, again, hope that you are doing well wherever you're at. And uh, hope that you will um, embark on this journey and to take the next step towards, uh, towards better mental health and uh, continuing to, to pursue the things that God's called you to. So have an amazing day. and we'll see you guys on the next episode.